Welcome to the Micah Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike, joined by Micah and LQ. We're actually on YouTube now, so if you're watching this, please subscribe. Make sure you rate, leave a comment down below. You know how it goes. Um, we're going to be back here uh, bringing content during quarantine. You know, it's everybody's at home stuck, so why not, why not talk about some things to get your mind off of whatever is going on in the world? So today we're going to do general draft questions. We have uh, – Questions from all over, talking about top 10 to 15 teams, what they're going to do, their options. There are actually a lot of moves. This is one of, one of the years where there's so much talent that you could trade up, trade back. Like Each team can do something, and it's going to help their team just because of how, much, uh, how good that first round is. But I'm going to start with ULQ with our first question. Tua, who came into the national championship game about two, three years ago, uh, beat Georgia, uh, was that starter got to the national championship two years ago, was able to get there, not win. And then last year got hurt against Mississippi state, big time injury, not, not an injury we really see at all with the, with the hip. So there were a lot of questions there. And then you have Joe Burrow, Heisman, number one team in the country, won the national championship, all the accolades. I mean, has the best offense. I think some people have ever seen in college football, but two years ago, he was a bottom five QB in the SEC and LSU wasn't, a great team. They didn't score it uh, when Alabama came into Death Valley. So it's it's a tale of two Joe Burrows. So who are you taking with that first overall pick if you're the Bengals, Tua or Joe? Um, I have to rock with Joey B, man. Um, I had a pretty interesting take earlier. Like I said, I was going to uh, kind of switch it up and maybe drive Chase Younger, go Okuda, and sign Cam Newton, our quarterback for the Bengals. I feel like that could be a new cool direction they may be able to go in. But um, Joe Burrow's that guy, man. Um, the last time he was in Ohio, I know you guys remember what happened. Your boy Haskins kind of uh, you know, made that. Ran him out yeah. of town. <laughs> so um, I think that uh, Joe Burrow is the right move for them. It's redemption season. I know you guys remember the uh, Heisman night. He had a lot to say about those folks in Ohio. Um, not to say that he's LeBron and he's going to fulfill that promise, but maybe uh, they give him that chance there in uh, Cincinnati. Michael? Yeah, so I think Joe Burrow is going to be the number one pick, and I think he is a perfect fit for the Bengals franchise and going forward. Um, you hope he doesn't Carson Palmer them at the end of the day, but I think they might share a little bit more success. Uh, hopefully you can kind of redo that era and get some good guys in there, some good talent, and win a couple of playoff games. But um, let's not forget what – I just want to make a case for Tua real quick if they decide to go that route. Before he got hurt, yes, Alabama wasn't um, as prolific as they usually are, but – Tua was having probably his best passing season um, of his career. Um, you know, and I guess really ending his year, technically he had a higher QBR than Joe Burrow. Um, he was on pace. He was 33 touchdowns before he got hurt. Um, he could have easily put up a little bit more than that. Um, he had more yards passing than Joe Burrow did. At the end of the day, though, it's all about what you did when it mattered. And um, he was hurt when it mattered. So you kind of have to go with what you saw. Um, the biggest thing for, I guess, Tua is the injury history. Um, you can make all the draft workout videos and stuff you want where you're just going through cone drills and bag drills, but how are you going to do when that 300-pound DN coming up through the interior is on your legs? Like, what's going to happen then? Um, I don't know if he plays this year regardless of where he goes. I think it's best for him to kind of take a, a Pat Mahomes year. It's kind of the norm for most quarterbacks unless it's a need-to-play basis. Um, and I think if it's a need to play bases, you have to get Joe Burrow. He has had the hottest season. And I think he's the most qualified to start right now. Yeah, so I'm, I've gone back and forth like all year on this. I, I've been, I've been a, a Joe Burrow guy. I just thought he had a really good season and I enjoyed his season. And I haven't always been the biggest Tua supporter. I think Tua is a, he's a product of how good his offense is, but the Absolutely. same exact, the same exact like, statement can be made about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has three, like three receivers that are definitely going to be in the NFL. His whole O-line is going to be in the NFL. Like his tight end, Thaddeus Moss is going to be in the NFL. So every single, he was playing with NFL talent at every single position. So it's like, do you want to take somebody that's been super consistent, but has had injury problems? Because two, it's not only this, this latest injury problem. Uh, he had to get his ankle, like a special ankle surgery, mm -hmm. uh, earlier in the season the year before that he had his ankle rolled up in the title game um in the title game where Jalen Hurts had to come in uh for for him to beat Georgia in that in that second half so 
he's had injury history already as a college quarterback. So am I banking that he's going to be able to stay healthy? I guess I have to. If I'm the Bengals, like you said, I don't even know if I take a quarterback, but if I'm going to, at this moment, I'm going to go, bro. I, yeah. I, I gotta go to a with just off the fact of what he's what he's been able to do. He's been able to do it for consistently longer. Who knows if Burrow end up starting at Alabama? If this question would be different, mm-hmm. but Burrow isn't going into a situation where he has. I mean, they're in the NFL, but are they really NFL receivers besides AJ Green? Um, and even he's leaving sometime soon. So, do you want to put him in a situation like that? I don't know if you're if you're the Bengals. I like your I like your option. Trade back. Get as many picks as possible. Sign Cam Newton. You know, on the podcast, we're the biggest biggest guys out there. So if you get Cam Newton, maybe get Chase Young. You get, or if you want to trade trade back and get. And I think that if they do that, that'll be a better shot at them being, especially with the way that the division is shaping out with Lamar Jackson, um, whatever they got going on in Cleveland right now. (laughs) Pittsburgh is, you know, we're kind of in that middle ground. So now is the best time for them to make the best move possible, and I think that will probably be. Best player in the draft, Chase Young, and um, figure it out from there, man. Like I said, Cam Newton will be a great option. You got Cam, you got Mixon, you got AJ. That sounds better than Burrow, Mixon, and AJ to me. So uh, kind of give it some time, man. That could be an option. And in the back suck, of my – go ahead, Michael. Yeah, if they suck, bro, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, they're coming out. That's, that, that's oh, exactly man. what I was going to say. In the back of my mind – the reason why I'm I, like I'm sold on the I think both Tua and Burrow are going to be good in the NFL, mm-hmm, yeah. but Trevor Lawrence is always in the back of my mind. I think he's going to be like great in the NFL. So it's like, yeah, I'm fine with Tua or Burrow, but like I can also get Trevor Lawrence. So why not wait? Is, uh, is Dalton still under contract? Yeah, I believe so. Maybe. So uh, what's to say they maybe not trade him for maybe like a third or fourth and get maybe like Eason, you know? Yeah. Uh, one of those, maybe farm, you know, something maybe late back there. So not necessarily, but if you do. Yeah. yeah so it, it's, I think it's going to be debater. Obviously Burrow is going number one, as long as the Bengals don't, the Bengals, or he doesn't want to go to the Bengals. And if there's a situation with that, then trades are fine everywhere. But right now Burrow is obviously the number one pick in the draft. I believe I saw a stat. I, I don't know if you saw either of you guys saw this, but Coming into the season, he was a fifth-round projected quarter. Yeah, I've, I've heard that flowing around. <laughs> like, he jumped up five rounds to the number one pick in the season. Just oh, UCF, UCF abused him in, uh, what was it, the Fiesta Bowl last year? Yeah. yeah, they, yeah that, that, was, that clip that was of him getting stood over, bro. <laughs> he got drilled. He knocked the talent into him. Yep. So, it's, it's amazing. And I think they're both going to do well. I do want Tua to sit out a year. And if he's able to, I think he's going to be able to come on, come on the scene and be, be a great quarterback in the NFL. But moving on from that, let's move on to wide receivers. So wide receiver, this is – I think you've been saying this is one of the deepest wide receiver classes we've had. Love it. Yeah. In a long, long time. C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Justin Jefferson, uh, just a whole uh, – K.J. Hamlet, like a whole bunch of receivers in this draft. Mike, I'll start with you since you're our, our wide receiver on the podcast. Who are you taking number – who's the first wide receiver off the board? Man, um, if it was up to me, honestly, like – just given everything that I've seen, the first receiver that should be off the board is probably CeeDee Lamb. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of people saying Jerry Judy and the explosion and just the, the what he could be is probably a, a lot more alluring. But I can't, I can't take away from CeeDee Lamb, bro. Like, he could possibly be the next Julio Jones. Um, he kind of is pretty similar as far as just, I guess, kind of play style goes. Um, you know, there's also a chance that he could easily be Anquan Bolden. Um, he has a, a great trait of going up to getting the ball, and he's a good separator and everything like that. The problem is, where is he going to fall? Um, if he falls to a team like the Cardinals, then I think he's in a great position because they want to pass the ball. Now, some mocks have him going as low as, like, the mid-rounds. I mean, not mid-rounds, uh, the mid-first round and going, like, the Jets or whatever. And I don't know if that's necessarily a great place for him because I don't – I don't know if Sam Darnold is the kind of guy, and I don't know if that offense is the kind of offense to spread it out like that and get him the ball. Um, it's really about where he is going to end up going. Um, that's really for all the, the first-round kind of graded receivers. If they end up in the right situation, which some of them are going to end up like going to playoff teams and being instant contributors, then they're going to be fine. But um, I would kind of wish that he was in more of a spread system, that he can get him the ball, something he's been used to in the Big 12 and that. Um, but if I had to put money on it, I would have to go – 
I would have to go CD Lamb, bro. He's just the best overall receiver to me. LQ. Uh, I'm gonna have to go Judy, man. Um, Don't when I look at wide receivers, uh, the things that separate good and great wide receivers to me is route running. And um, as far as route running, I don't think you get any anybody better than Jerry Judy, man. Um, the comparisons that I've seen, I've seen some Amari Cooper, I've seen some Odell Beckham, I've, I've seen a lot, man. But he takes all of the boxes. He's an aggressive catcher. Um, he has very, very good uh, ball placement and IQ when he mm-hmm. wants to catch the ball. Um, I think that his run after the catch could maybe be staggered in the pro level, but outside of that, I think he probably takes all the boxes. He's had uh, 26 touchdowns in his last 28 games. Uh, that's actually insane. That's insane. Yeah. Um, he really wanted to go harder his pro day. Um, unfortunately, you know, things happen, and he didn't really get that opportunity. I think he would have definitely uh, improved his stock because I think CD really showed out at the combine. Mm-hmm. Especially with uh, that uh, catch that was insane. That was going crazy on Twitter for that whole week and a half. But um, if it was up to me, I would probably grab uh, Jerry Judy first. I don't think you can go wrong. I, I'm going with CD. I don't think you can go wrong either way. Um, CD for me, it just comes down to it comes down to the Alabama and the LSU type of uh, system where they have like such great players all around them that you can't really like focus in on Judy and like obviously Judy's great no matter where he would have gone, but he also had like a Henry Ruggs beside him. And like CD, going on the first round. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And CD Lamb, on the other hand, it's like you're in the Big Twelve. Yeah. You know yeah. they're throwing the ball. He's getting the ball every time. And he, he's going to make plays. And you know he's that number one wide receiver. On the other hand, SEC defenses are a lot better than Big 12 defenses. Oh, we know. <laughs> we, we see the stat padding that goes on in the Big 12 where C.D. Lamb is able to cook because those corners are getting burnt each and every week on Saturday. So it's like weighing both options, but I think just because C.D. Lamb is that number one guy and, and he's proven, Judy was the number one guy for Alabama too, but he also had first-round talent around him. That's why I stick with, uh, stick with C.D. But honestly, I think like the first five wide receivers, you can't go wrong. No, like, that's no miss. I don't. I don't think there's a miss. Like the first five, you, you like you have an ability to have. A, I think you can even go as far as to say maybe like that seven to eight. Actually, that first seven to eight. I think you can even get to your boy at uh, Arizona State. Yeah, uh, uh, I know. I know. Michael like uh, loves him, but Brandon uh, Ayuk yeah, from yeah. Arizona State, also a great player. I think KJ Hamler has has like the ability to be. KJ's that. nice. He's game breaker. Yeah, and his foot. We talk about uh, footwork. His footwork at Penn State Insane. really good. I mean, I went to cool Penn. return specialist too. He can run out of the mm-hmm. slide. KJ does it all, man. So it's it's a very very deep draft, and I mean you can't really go wrong. Uh, can't really go wrong anywhere with those first, like you said, seven or eight, uh, seven or eight wide receivers. Let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we obviously know Chase Young going to be the number two pick. He's going to be a red. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> let's let's stop let's stop having the, these arguments here. We confirmed it today, Mike. It's okay. That's for another yeah, pod. Yeah, yeah, yep, Ron Rivera, <laughs> Ron Rivera confirmed <laughs> it today. But Chase Young, obviously number one defensive player. Nobody's arguing with that. Number two, I've seen I've seen lists and I've seen mock drafts of Akuda or Isaiah Simmons. To you guys, who is the better prospect as that number two defensive player? I'll start with you, LQ. Simmons. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I think I need to really say much. Um, seven total positions. I looked it up earlier because I thought it was maybe like three or four. Seven total positions on defense he played this season. So um, that type of versatility, man, um, literally any team in the league could use that type of talent right now. So um, Okuda is definitely one of the best college corners that we've seen in – the last few years, actually, uh, since maybe like Patrick Peterson, I want to say I haven't really seen kind of that lockdown, lockdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, Ohio State has bought out uh, Denzel Ward. You know, those guys at corner, uh, Gary and Conley, I don't know if you guys remember that. He was a lockdown corner at first. So um, on the NFL level, we just kind of got to see how those guys perform, whether it's Simmons, that guy's a lot. It's just a done deal already. All right. Let, let, me, let me bring up this question. You know, you know the famous. Uh, what is it? The saying is like, "What a jack of all trades is a is a master of none." So, like, 
we know Isaiah Simmons is good and he played all over the field at Clemson, but he needs like to find a position. A position. Like in the NFL, he has to be, yeah. it's not something that you're, you're, I mean, unless like he's next level and they're just like, all right, you could play three different positions. <laughs> or have one position. And I mean, is he going to be great at his position as great as Okuda is already at as a corner uh, in college? Man. So that, that's the question I think that has to be, because like, his combine, he ran like what a four three something. Yeah, yes. it was ridiculous. <laughs> and he could also I think he had the second best vert there too. Yeah, it, 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 it was, he he it was he was already a top five lock, and now he's definitely a top five lock. Like he just he didn't really uh, like make his draft stock better because he was already going to go in the top five most likely. But it's just like now it's confirmed. Like if you don't get him out of that first five, you're not getting him at all. But uh. If I could just if I could just put a position on him or a label on him, hmm. I want him as my box safety. Uh, we kind of talked about it here and there. I, it, man, I mean, if you put him at that box safety and on um and Nickel sets you have him guarding tight ends, guarding running backs as a, as a uh, sub linebacker, just doing be basically just being a rover and just being around the ball and just around everything at all times. And you're gonna cause problems for literally any offense in the league. Um, if the Redskins did trade down, which I don't think they will now. It's getting kind of pushed out, but if they did and they wanted to flip with the Dolphins and, you know, if the Lions scare them enough into the Tua talk and we, you know, we get some picks from that, then Isaiah Simmons is our guy, in my opinion. Um, like he, I mean, but where, we, where would Isaiah Simmons fit on the Redskins? Because we already have, like, our box type of safety. Our box safety, and then you would probably put him at linebacker and then you kind of... Well, you guys got two landers up there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> one, hey, one is better than me. Two is better than one, but nah. Um, just just for the idea that like, it's invaluable to have somebody that right now can guard the George Kittles, the Travis Kelseys. Um, especially I mean in the NFC East, I would want a guy that can guard the running backs when you know they're gonna run out to the flats. When you have Zeke and Saquon out there, when you have Zach Ertz, um, you know you have guys that you have to really key in on. Evan Ingram, like you had to have somebody that's gonna be able to be that. Over the missile. top. Yeah, and he, and he can has good range and he has the fluidity to play anywhere on your uh, defense. If somebody gets hurt, you could possibly put him down in a rush if you really, really want to. Um, and I'm not saying that's a good thing to do. I hope the Redskins get Chase Young. I think he will. But I think just the invaluable talent he has and the fact that he can do anything, it, it makes him one of the most – one of the best prospects of the last decade, in my opinion. Is the guy that he literally do anything. If you put him in the right position, he can and he will. So one of my, one of my favorite, favorite college football players of all time, uh, Derwin James. Mm-hmm. This was the same question that we had coming out uh, with him a couple years ago. Where exactly is he going to fit? Well, he found his fit, and he was, he, he's been able to produce. He, like you said, played that safety role, and he, he can go all over still. So I think Isaiah Simmons does have an ability to be that guy where he can play multiple positions. And because of different packages, you're not, you're not set in one package. He can be all over the field, and uh, wherever he's best in the specific package, that's where he's going to end up. But I think I'm going to Kuda. I think I'm going to Kuda because cornerbacks, I think, is the hardest position to come by. Yeah, we know. Absolutely. I mean, I'm Redskins fans. We, yeah. <laughs> we, we know. It, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, we were celebrating getting Ronald Darby, who Terry McLaurin used to torture last year. Like, Whoa, I mean. <laughs> he, like, 300 total yards in two games, but that's what's happening. So, like, it's, it's definitely hard to come by. And somebody like Isaiah Simmons, an outside linebacker, a guy that can play boxing, like, he can play, like, so many positions. That's cool. But in this type of draft, there are people that are – like, that's their position, specialize in that, and they will be able to play that position that uh, you draft them for. So I think if you have the cornerback need, like I'm looking – if I was a Redskins and I had Okuda or Simmons, i take Okuda because you don't – we don't have another cornerback that I'm trusting as that lockdown type of guy. On the other hand, we've seen cornerbacks do struggle their first season coming up, uh, coming up to the NFL. No matter how good they are in in college, it's different in the NFL. It's faster. Yeah. It Simmons, up. Oh my you don't, he, doesn't, he doesn't have that problem because he's faster than a lot of the players already. He's probably stronger than a lot of the players. He jumps higher than those players. So he can body up a, a Travis, Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Like he, he can go head-to-head immediately with them. Okuda, it's a little bit more of a work. You have to wait a couple of years to get that full right, like, okay, he's a – He's a lockdown stud type of player. But for me, just looking at, like, if I need a cornerback as a need, I'm definitely going to Kuda over, over Simmons. But that's more like we finished our, like, general 
questions type of section. Let's go into more specific. So scenarios. I talked about it early. There are a bunch of scenarios uh, to go in like the first 10 to 15. So we started with the Bengals. We'll start with the Bengals here again. If the Dolphins were to offer you three first-round picks, their, their three first-round picks are 5, 18, and 26. If they were to offer you those, uh, those three first-round picks, are you trading back or are you staying put and drafting uh, Joe Burrow and, or in your situation, LQ, a Chase Show? Nah, that's a wrap, bro. I'm, I'm trading down. Um, <laughs> at, at that point, man, it's like with three picks there and by you guys swapping that pick, I feel like if they have enough – I don't know how their cap situation is looking. But I'm like you guys said, they can find that bridge quarterback to get them to next year. Um, you guys sent me the uh, Redskins thing you quoted earlier. Don't look for cheap wins. Like if you're gonna rebuild, rebuild. Don't look for the cheap wins. They're gonna take, take. Go, go on you know sixteen. Take pride in it. Yeah. So if y'all gonna take, go ahead and take again. Y'all did it this year. Just do it again. You know. Ain't nobody really looking at you guys as Bengals. So you guys don't really have much to lose. Like well, I mean. I feel like the easiest choice is here, like, is just to trade back because, I mean, we kind of already talked about it. There's literally quarterbacks out there that vying for a spot. It's two starting caliber quarterbacks sitting at home right now without teams. Get out, getting paid. Can't do it. Get James to throw 40 interceptions. Yeah, you got That's it. what I'm saying. <laughs> throw James in there. Listen, dude. make sure AJ Green's healthy. Give him 130 catches for 1,800 yards. You feel me? Throw him the ball every single play. And y'all going to be all right. Y'all going to suck. But y'all going to be all right. And the next season, we can really talk about this. Now, you, listen, you move back to five, you move back – what are the picks they have? You move, what, five, 26, and 39? No, five, five, 18, and – Five, 18, and 26? Yep. Five, 18, I think and I moved 26, actually. I think I would probably move 26. Bro. And get, what, two, just, get two seconds for it? Two seconds for it. Keep going. Keep going. Just keep stockpiling, bro. I get one next year, too. Keep going. Okay. So, let's say, let's say I change it up, and now the Dolphins aren't – trade. they don't want to give all three. They'll give you – um, they'll give you five and they'll give you 20. They'll give you five and they'll give you 26. 26. Yeah. Um, it makes it a little different. It's just because I feel like, I feel like. The all right. Bengals so in that situation, have, who do they take? The Bengals. The bank. I feel like the Bengals needs would have to be, they need a, another lineman and they could possibly go defense. I think if they, regardless of if they trade back, I don't think they're getting a the quarterback. I think. If they trade back in never in whatever scenario, and they're at five, I think Burrow and two are gone within the top four. So no at matter what, point, if they trade up, the Dolphins are probably going to get Burrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the quarterbacks will be gone because then at that point you're looking at the Lions, and yes, you do have Stafford, but I also think if you could get that future locked down, I would go that route. I would get a quarterback. Um, because then they kind of just falls in line from there. I don't really like. So I, don't, I don't really see see that as big a possibility for the uh, the Bengals. I think they would just get a veteran and kind of just wait it out until next year. And then you can fill up a lot of holes. You can get one of the top linemen. You can get a great defensive player. You can fill other holes while still making improvements on your team and hoping guys like Jonah Williams, well, Jonah Williams get healthy and everything because he was supposed to be – that was the first-round pick from last year as your left tackle. And you hope things start to fall in line again. So 526 five uh, Dolphins, Dolphins send that to you. You're, you're accepting the trade? I mean, it's also like, are we getting fleeced? Because, like, that's a number one pick. I, usually number one picks, you got to start throwing some some big talk. You feel me? Like some bread. Like, come on. Yo, next year, I, I need your second next year. I, I need your TV rights, bro. I need your uniforms. Like, <laughs> what are we getting, bro? Because literally, we were ruined by the Rams. The Rams almost won a Super Bowl off our picks. Like, yep. how, they built, how they built their team off the RGD trade uh, tra from them. They almost won a Super Bowl off that. If you can get that kind of haul again, moving to, like, three drafts down, and we're starting talking, there's draft picks coming in that's like, oh, we don't have this pick because of the Rams. We don't have this pick because of the Rams. And you start flipping that more and more. kind of cycles. You can start really talking about getting real value back in here because teams are always going to take picks for talent. This is how it is. It's also the case of, like Ron Rivera said, are you trading now for a talent? Like, are you trading now for talent or are you just trading for picks? Like, are you trading for what ifs? It's kind of like, what do you really value here? Um, you hope the Bengals just make the right move. 
They gotta give me all three if if they yeah, want. They give me I need three, it. I need all three. At least I need a, all first, three. a first next year, maybe or a second. Like, give that up, bro. Yeah, because I mean, the Redskins are number two. I, I'm gonna need all three if they if they want to move move to two. So if I'm number one, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely needing all three uh, for for that pick. So five and twenty six would not do it if I am um, if I am a Bengals fan. But LQ, I, I want I want you to bring because Mike and I we we've already decided on Chase Young. But from an outside outsider's perspective, because we are Redskins fans here, what is the reasoning for why the Redskins would take Tua at number two, assuming Joe Burrow went at? Um, I feel like it's the narrative, man. Um, Washington has always been a team of controversy. Yep. Um, what better way – you guys are finally clean now of most of the controversy. Yep. What better way to start it back up oh, with the quarterback God. battle? <laughs> so – Snyder written all over it, bro, if he, if he decides <laughs> that, which I don't know why, but – oh, God. The year you guys drafted RG3 and Kirk, oh. this is not that same situation. No. no. Not at all. Because Tua is different. Yeah. Tua is different. So if there is any type of quarterback battle between Tua and Haskins, it's not. I'm not really. It's not a, it's not a quarterback it's battle. Slow. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's slow, bro. bro. It's so, slow for Haskins. I mean, you guys are very comfortable with Haskins, man. So if that's the direction you guys are going, that's the future. Uh, Who would you guys just trade for? What backup quarterback? Kyle Allen. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think Kyle Allen's the future. Um, he's supposed to get paid next year and be a free agent. So. I don't really foresee him beating out, you know, Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. And, and he's a new Cole McCoy, bro. Yeah. yeah, he's a new Cole McCoy of this, like, so, assistant quarterback. Um, from the outside looking in, man, um, Okuda wouldn't be a bad pick. It would. But Chase Young is the pick, you know what I mean? So, yep. I would not go to it, though. Not at all. No, I would not go out to it. Uh, Micah, I want to come to you. So, we, we've always had an issue with – with quarterbacks, I mean, when, the last time we had, I guess, a quarterback was Kirk Cousins, but it was always contract discussions. It was never he was that guy for us. He wasn't going to just stay there. It, it was it was, it was, was always something. So Dwayne Haskins has perceived to be that guy, our new franchise quarterback, our guy that's finally going to get us, um, finally going to get us, like, over the mountain and everything. But if you have a talent like Tua, who coming into this year was the number one pick, and – Without his injuries, one of the best balls I've seen thrown. What exactly is the reasoning with a new coach in a new front office? Why wouldn't they bring in their guy at QB? Well, there's a lot of good reasons to, if you really want to restart and really start a rebuild, there's a lot of reasons to have the, the focal point be a guy who wasn't in the system before. Um, there's also a lot of bad reasons. Uh, relying on a, another rookie to – learn a new system to kind of be put into the fire right, you know, right ahead. It's kind of the same situation as last year. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess the only good thing is they would be behind a guy like Tua. I'm like, um, Jay was kind of hurting Haskins development and things like that. It took <laughs> a, 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 but it, it like, it took a whole, a whole thing. Like it has to, we have to get him fired. We have to change a lot of things just to get him on the right track. And even when he started, it didn't take – it took a couple of weeks. It took really to the end of the season. It took really like two months of, of solid football or decent to low mid-tier football for him to kind of take that step to be a kind of a mid-tier guy. Um, and, you know, you hope that going forward this is like his true rookie year. Like, if anything, those were kind of his – this preseason games. And we started to see good things at the end, like you kind of see out of all young quarterbacks in the preseason. Now you have a whole offseason. And, yes, you have a new system, but you have a new system where you're the number one guy. I think that's more than ideal. Um. I don't think Haskins will ever, never, like, ever really be a top five guy, but if he can be a top ten-ish quarterback, and if he can be a, a guy that's minimal on turnovers, which he had a problem with last year, but I think it's also because he wasn't, you know, reading his regressions and he didn't really understand the offenses and things like that. If he starts to get that and you can start seeing development, he becomes kind of that, that, that point guard kind of quarterback where he's just dying. So what's the best case scenario to you guys? Like, as far as quarterback, like, what, what ceiling? Like, if you can compare him to somebody, like, what would be best case scenario to you guys? For best case scenario, I want him to be Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's okay. the best case scenario. Ooh. I don't – Like, because – I think he'd be better – because Jimmy G, to me, I mean, 
I think Jimmy G is a cool quarterback, but I think Jimmy G is a oh no no the Dwayne game Haskins is way more talented than Jimmy G. But Jimmy G's processor, bro, and it might be because Brady or whatever, but being in that Pat system changed him. He he is the master of this game. It done already. Like in the fourth quarter, there's like about maybe four or five quarterbacks I want, and probably fifth on that list is Jimmy G right now, just because I know that he's gonna solidly do it. He's not gonna make the turnovers. He might throw for 185 passing yards, but he's going to be 15 for 16 on them joints. As it's going to be all first downs. You feel me? So that's something I want. And I think, I think, I think, if you build the talent around a guy like Dwayne Haskins, he doesn't have to do a lot. He doesn't have to have that 5,000 yard passing season because things are just getting done efficiently. If we can get that from him, and he doesn't have to make a lot of mistakes and kind of you know launch the ball and kind of rely too much and feel like he's Superman, then that's the ideal. If he turns out, if he turns into like you know. I don't know what other quarterback it would be, but he turns to that guy Maybe. slinging it downfield. His ceiling is Big Ben. Big like ben. he gives he gives me Vince Young. So the by vibe. you saying Big Ben, it kind of fits that kind of mold. So I get like a lot of Vince Young when I see. He's a, he's the bigger quarterback who can who can like shake shake defenders off. Um, last year he he did say he lost like 15, 20 pounds, so he was a lot more elusive in the pocket, able mm-hmm. to run and scramble for first downs. But he also has a nice cannon with him. The thing is. He has to be accurate, and he has to make the right – like, this year, just being accurate and making sure you're making the right reads to get it to the wide receivers. Because Steven Sims was open a bunch. Oh, my God. Towards the end of the season, he was starting to feed him. Terry McHorn, we already know about that, uh, how good of a rookie Terry. So, it's being able to, like, get those – get that, like, accuracy down. And if he's able to, I think he has a, the, the abilities to be, like, a big bet as, as a ceiling, at, like, his absolute best. But you know what his floor would be? Gino. His floor is Gino. His floor is Gino or Jay Cutler, bro. (laughs) Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is Mr. Smoking Jay. Smoking Jay, though. Yeah. Yeah. Fat fat In the middle is like a a Stafford or something like that. And I think that's where where he's going to end up. Like uh, maybe a Stafford a little bit better than a Stafford can throw for a bunch of yards once he gets wide receivers. So we saw it at Ohio State. He could throw for he could throw for a bunch of yards. Oh, he, could, he could touch five K. Yeah, just, but it, is he going to be able to win something or have like the team around him to get it? So, yeah, I, I think want, I think I think the biggest thing though is you want him relying on his arm smartly. You don't want him being Jameis in this and kind of just because Jameis is a person that can make every throw, but because he feels like he has to, <laughs> yeah. he literally puts the ball in the worst spots because he feels like he has to do that. And it might, you know, you guys, you have Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin down there, and I would feel like that too. But the problem is, you're doing it when it shouldn't even be done at all. Start doing those checkdowns. There was a lot of times where, like you said, Steven Sims late in the season, bro, in those divisional games at the end of the season, he was coming open on just whips, like five yard whips and things like that. And he was going for the touchdown. No, take that five yards, bro. You can't get, you can't get bored of, of just completing stuff. Like, and I think that's one thing that uh, Scott Turner is going to get right in his head. That and it was one of the things he taught Cam. You just can't get bored of taking the easy stuff because the easy stuff is going to get you downfield so you can take the big stuff. So yeah. I just hope to see that development come from. I, I think, I think the Redskins are, they're in a, in a, I think the best spot because they don't have to worry about like, if they had the number one pick, I think it's a serious discussion. Like, Joe, oh, they, they like, might take Joe. It's like Joe Burrow. Like after they try this, trade Haskins, like, discussion. so you're the number two Bengals are going to take him. So it's like, okay, I, I could take, I could take Chase Young and I'll be perfectly fine with that. And we'll see where they go from there. Um, moving on to number three, the Lions. So, all the mocks have them taking Akuda or uh, Simmons or uh, Makai Becton uh, from Louisville just because uh, they need O-line help. But I'm looking at it, and Stafford, he had back injuries last year. I had to sit out for the rest of the season. Um, he's getting up there in age, and the Lions are – they're stuck. They're in a position where they might be the most relevant team in the NFL just because they're not always terrible and they're never great. Like, they're just always mediocre. This year was down because Stafford was gone for the season. Do you go ahead and you're like, you know what? There's a potential franchise star type of quarterback in this draft with a number three pick, take two of them? Um, you know what, though? If I'm the Lions, bro, sitting, sitting pretty at three, I'm looking at trade downs because – I don't even know. I don't even know if you want to. I don't know if you want another guy with injury history to replace a guy with injury history. Um, I think you trade down. You might be able to get you know fleece a team that's pretty desperate. Um, a team that a team maybe like uh, 
maybe like the Jaguars who are – I feel like they're faking with the, the Gardner Minshew thing. I don't think Gardner Minshew is the guy. Or you <laughs> might get a team – you might get a team like uh, the Chargers who say they're with Tyrod Taylor. I think they're faking that too. Um, yeah, that's cap. The, the, that's I'm cap. Gonna, I'm going to the Chargers, if they do trade up, it'll be a little weird because they could easily just take uh, another great QB. Uh, we might talk about that later, but um, man, if I'm the Lions, I trade down and I'm taking a guy like honestly Justin Herbert or something like that, um, to kind of just fill that in. Uh, I think if you trade down, you you have to you have to value a guy because first of all, you lost Darius Slay. Um, I think they have to get Okuda. Mm-hmm. Now, if you trade down, you get another first. Now we're starting to talk. You know, we're starting to really we're starting to really do something. Even you get a second, you get one of the top O linemen, and you really start protecting who you probably should have been doing all along, you start protecting your quarterback because right now we see Stafford, he, he can still launch the ball, but the problem is he's not staying up long enough to even do that anymore. They don't have the receivers around him besides Kenny Galladay to really do that anymore. Um, I think you start building the team and then the quarterback, in their case, you start building the team first and then the quarterback kind of comes later. Um, and I don't even think if they stay at three that they draft one of the top quarterbacks because, like, we, I mean, yes, Stafford is a, a shell at this point, but you can – sign a guy and kind of just build the rest of the team. So I don't, I don't think they're quarterback, um, quarterback centric this draft. You know, a lot of, a lot of people are saying that they might try to make a move for one of the top guys. I just don't think that's that's good for them. Okay. Um, I agree, man. Um, I've been saying this for a while. I feel like the draft starts at that Detroit pick because, mm-hmm. um, Tua and Chase are pretty much guaranteed after that. Everything is basically a toss up. Um, if Detroit takes Simmons here, the whole board is crashed. It is. It's like every everybody goes to a different place. So, um, if I'm Detroit, I'm getting on that phone. I'm calling anybody that will listen, man. You want this pick? What's your offer? Like, I think the, the Dolphins, highest bidder, man. The Dolphins give you – you do a pick swap three and five, and then you get 26 or 18, uh, one of those picks, and make, make it you work. Get your quarterback you later. I mean – You still get your guy, too. You could even uh, – maybe I would probably call the Jets and see if they want to do anything up there or maybe, you know, one of those middle teams like Atlanta. I know they want rugs. Or, I mean, not mm-hmm. Atlanta. Um, Denver might want rugs there at 15. He may not be there at 15. They may be interested in moving up. So, it's a lot of different moving and shaking that can happen. But, like I said, it all starts right there at three. The Lions carry the keys to the draft, in my opinion. I don't think the Lions are going to draft Tua, but I do believe they should draft Tua. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've gotten to a point with quarterbacks where if your quarterback is like, all right, or I'll say Matt Stafford is pretty good. Um, you, you just become complacent and the Lions have been the most complacent team in like history. Yeah. Uh, you had two all time greats retire early just because of At 30. How tired they were just p- playing on your team. So they're in a situation where it's like, come on, try to shake something up. Um, uh, what's their what's their uh, um, Patricia Matt Patricia? Oh, yeah, Matt Patricia. Um, this is your what third year third year now as the Lions coach and mm-hmm. you haven't bad done reviews it. bad bad reviews like Slay went Flores off. is about to pass him all right yeah. yeah shake something up and try to get try to get uh, something going so whether that is uh, not drafting two and trading back and maybe picking up another quarterback that could potentially scare Stafford to be even better than he already is I mean go ahead but. Just the same old, same old. Okay, Slay leaves uh, a top-notch corner in the league. You bring in Okuda. Okuda's going to be a good corner in the league. Where exactly are the Lions in the same position next year? <laughs> Traded in five years <laughs> to the Eagles. <laughs> exactly. They just got the same guy. They got the same exact guy, essentially. And five years from now, he's still going to be – he's going to be on the Lions. He's going to be tired. And he'll be tweeting out uh, – he'll be tweeting out, like, hey – I'm tired. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I need somewhere to go. Me, yeah, great, yeah. Hey, hey, great signing, but I can't wait till my deal's done. Yeah, hey, hey, that's how you feel, Slay. So they'll be in the same position. Shake something up, Lions, and maybe maybe they'll finally be able to get some um, some good luck going up there in Detroit. They signed True Font, so they might not be too eager to too grab a Buddha right now. Yeah. So that that could be a potential Isaiah Simmons, like you said. Oh, man. That shakes out. That crash is all ruined. Right there, everybody's bored until like pick eight. Until pick eight, the, the draft is like, oh. I think this draft is going to be weird anyway because like nobody knows what nobody knows who they're drafting. Like <laughs> no pro days, no nothing. You don't know the players you're drafting. You're it's like Carolina <laughs> at seven. There's so the worst pick. Much they have the they worst pick do. in the draft, bro. But they also got the best because they could go anywhere. 
They can also like, anywhere, but like they, all the top notch players are gone. Exactly. You flip it. You flip it. It's like the first tier is like, like the first five six, and then it's like ah, Carolina at seven. I don't know. And there's players like in the late twenties, like uh, AJ Espinosa. Like he's a dime. He's a dime. You can't miss on a pick like that. And then like Antoine Whitfield, like he's gonna be drafted like later on in the draft. Like this draft is loaded. Yeah. Um. I know we brought it up quickly with the Chargers saying it came out with the what with the report that they're sticking with Tyrod as their starting QB. Tyrod's gonna be <laughs> Tyrod is gonna be their guy going forward. Um that's obviously a lie, especially with this quarterbacks. I'm giving this I'm giving this to Micah. This is this is me throwing a fastball right down the middle for Micah. Um do the Chargers draft Justin Herbert, quarterback from Oregon. I know you're very fond of Justin Herbert. No. <laughs> if they want to draft any quarterback, you get a better uh, you get a better Philip Rivers. You gotta go Jordan Love, in my opinion. Um, and shoot, even if you want to start Tyrod Taylor, he's not finishing the season. Stop this. <laughs> he's not finishing the season. Um, Justin Herbert is he's a guy. He does a lot of good things on the football uh, on the football field. But uh, to me, Jordan Love is probably the better pick. Um, did he throw a lot of picks last year? Sure. Did he have? All his talent gone, yes. Um, does he play in the Mountain West? Yes. What are you really getting out of this? Well, you're getting a guy who's going to, when he has talent around him, going to make the right choices. Um, when he had all his talent uh, two seasons ago at uh, Utah State, he was, what, 32 touchdowns, five or six interceptions, um, 3,500 yards. You can easily transfer that right into the league year one, in my opinion. Um, but the talent they have, on that roster and what they've been building on the defense side. All you need right now is a quarterback that doesn't like he knows what he is and he's not gonna mess things up trying to be too much. And I feel like Justin Herbert at times can do that. Um simply because he has every God given gift. He is a great athlete. He can throw the ball. He has probably the best arm in the draft. But I think that hurts him sometimes just because he feels like he kinda has the Jameis syndrome, just not as bad, where he feel like he can make every play because he was supposed to be that number one guy like two years ago. They were talking he about was, him. Yeah. He, he, he was he's that number he's one supposed guy. Be, he's supposed to be number one pick last year. And exactly. And that's kind oh, of the now how, like the fourth quarterback. That's the kind of thing I want to avoid because if they do draft Justin Herbert, he's going to start right away. And I feel like he's going to be like he has to be Superman out there. And I don't, I don't think he's Superman, Um, not with the Chargers. Um, I think anywhere else maybe it's a little bit better of a scenario. But I think Jordan Love is probably the safest for them just because I know personally just watching him over the last two years that he knows how to make the right choices. It's just when the talent's gone, I don't know if he's going to make the right choices. You, you have to keep that talent around him, and you have to hope the quarterback kind of turns into, like I've been saying, that Jimmy G. And then you start kind of getting uh, start getting into a better situation there. But Justin Herbert, dog, he, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that guy, man. LQ? Um, me, man, I don't understand how they let Cam Newton in that building and didn't give him a jersey. That's they let him practice. They let him use the facility. They let him get on Instagram with Tyrod Taylor. They went live and gave they him everything live, but bro. a contract. So if there is any way in the world they can make that work, that would be their – that should be their number one priority. Yep. Um, they were in a lot of games last year that were close. And Philip Rivers threw them out of those games. Um, Cam may not be able to throw them in those games, but I'm sure he would be able to make some sort of play to keep them in that game. Who will manage them? Um, as far as those other options, I probably, like you guys said, maybe look at Love. That probably is the best fit there in uh, L.A. They got to sell some jerseys, man. Um, Cam Newton is going to sell some jerseys, man. They got uh, yeah. some new unis coming soon with that L.A. They're sharing the stadium with the Rams. I'm sure the Rams are going to sign somebody this summer that's going to be the biggest free agent signing, and you know how that goes. So Chargers got to do something, and I think that something should be Cam rather than Herbert. Also, one of the one of the biggest things is, like, outside of the first two guys who will probably go top five and then the other two guys that will go before 20, there's no draftable quarterbacks until, like, the third round. You don't, you, you don't waste a uh, – you don't waste a pick on on Jake Fromm in the in the second round. That's that's bad football right there, bro. Like, it's like the starting caliber guys, the guys that are a project, but they're probably starting caliber guys that have good careers. And then everybody else that's a true project. 
And if you don't get one of those guys in the first round, then you're just not getting one of those guys. You know what I mean? It's, it's that kind of draft quarterback. So, um, unless, unless a guy like Jay Fromm or, you know, guys further down the list, uh, I know y'all are big on Jalen Hurts. He's cool. He's a guy. He's definitely a guy. He's probably the most not successful available. quarterback. He's probably, honestly, he's probably the most successful quarterback in the draft besides Tua. But, uh, hey, hey, he's playing on some systems. You feel me? Um that's a guy too that if you in the right scenario, if you know the cards play right and the football guys are on his side, he might be a choice. But uh, yeah, those first round quarterbacks are the first round guys, and everybody else is a day two kind of day two kind of move. Yeah, so LQ's been on the on the trade back train just because. Hey, flip it. You you can. You can this draft is so deep, man. Flip. Like there, no matter where you pick, there's gonna be something gonna available be something. for you. Two years ago. This was a playoffs team. They obviously got demolished by the Patriots, but they made it to the playoffs. Um, I think whether it's Cam or Ty- – because Tyron's not going to be the only QB going into the season. So, whether it's James- – I mean, you've seen what they did to Baltimore. Like, that was insane. Yeah, so they, they definitely have an ability to be a top team. So, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go ahead and draft Justin Herbert with two. I'll try to trade back, if not trade back. Um, get, a, get another good defensive player because I think they're pretty, they're pretty good on offense. and. You can't draft a running back that high. I, I do think they need um, a running back. Like Eckler is – he's cool, but, like, he's not a, he's not a J.K. Dobbins to me. He's not a Jonathan Taylor to me. So, I would try to trade back and get, like, two late first-round picks. Use one of them on a Jonathan Taylor or a J.K. Dobbins or a DeAndre Swift um, right type of player. And if you're able to get one of those type of players and then along with – if you want to go wide receiver or you want to go corner or you want to go – or not corner because they're corner. They're secondary set, actually. Yeah, they, yeah wow. if you're That's going, one place they're actually – okay. Yeah, secondary set if you want to go backer, I mean, because they did lose Thomas Davis who had 100 mm-hmm. tackles for them last year. So try to trade back. If not, then you can get you can get uh, a top-notch player at that uh, number six pick. Right now, There's I'm looking at a mock and they have Judy going there. So uh, another addition to the wide receiver core. Andrew Thomas, uh, another good pickup for them too. So, if I'm the Chargers, I'm trying to ch- trade back. I'm trying yeah. to collect as many picks as possible and see uh, what I can do to get myself to a level where um, I'm a top team in the AFC because there is a void. The Patriots, yeah, they're a great team or whatever, but they're in, I, I don't care where any, they're not the Patriots without Tom Brady. So, obviously, Kansas City is that number one team. They've taken over from. Uh, New England, and they're that number one team. But that second team right there. That wild card spot. Is it, is it going to be the Ravens? I mean, they haven't – in the past two playoffs, they haven't shown it. Uh, you have the Titans who, like, got hot, but are they a real team? So it's like uh, – uh, right, right, right. <laughs> Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait on it. Just wait. We got to show y'all. I mean, show me something in the draft with the four Yeah, yeah I, got, so I, got you, I got you, I got you. It won't make those four picks work. Trust <laughs> We'll see in the draft, but that second team in the AFC is still, still too good. Sure. So anybody, anybody can come uh, and get it. Um, I have two last quick questions. Uh, should the Cardinals draft CeeDee Lamb? They have a lot of wide receivers, um, but Larry Fitzgerald is getting old. But you have the connection of, you have the connection of CeeDee Lamb with uh, Kyler Murray. Both played at Oklahoma, know each other very well. That's when CeeDee had his best season. Tyler obviously won the Heisman, so do the Cardinals go with T.D. Lamb, Michael? Ooh, um, it's interesting. It's actually interesting you bring that up because there's two ways the car two ways the Cardinals could play this. Um, they could definitely go left tackle. Uh, their right tackle Marcus Gilbert. He is he's good. He's okay. Um, you know he he can get the job done, but there's a void at left tackle right now. Um, if they go if they go Andrew Thomas, I'm not mad at that. But there's going to be a point down the road. Probably next year because it's probably Larry Fitzgerald's uh his his walk off kind of season you know that you're gonna have the same problem that always troubled Larry Fitzgerald after Anquan Bolden left was there's literally one outside threat and they have a bunch of fast slot guys you rectify that problem right now if you get C D Lamb because yes Larry's gonna do what he does if you have Larry next year he's gonna start just top and you already know who your X receiver is in D Hop but if you can get another outside threat in an air raid system, which I'm pretty, you know, they did they did a lot of, of one uh, three tight end sets just because literally the tight ends were better than their receivers and had more threat. Um, if you put a position where you have another six two guy out there along with DeAndre Hopkins who matches up pretty uh 
pretty well, um, you know, I guess size, weight, speed kind of with um, CeeDee Lamb. You get another situation like that, you have two outside threats two outside threats, that opens up the entire offense because now you can't just key in on one guy like they've been doing for the last decade with Larry Fitzgerald. Now your slots like Amy Isabella and Christian Kirk, they're opening up in the system. Now your four wide is ridiculous. So I think that you have to really look at being a guy like C.D. Lamb at their pick just because of the offense they run. Uh, they don't necessarily need to tackle. I mean, you don't want Kyler Murray running around like he was last year, but it can last for a little bit. You're seeing Russell Wilson not have the best offensive lines and kind of <laughs> his whole career, his whole career, and kind of just they, and they tailored it to a point now where they're giving him a lot of rollouts. He, he's allowed to kind of just make that happen. They're giving them kind of just rollouts on his own by just because the pressure is coming up so far that it's just breaking down in the middle. He just goes. You have kind of a similar kind of a system just without that run threat, and I think another outside receiver is perfect for them. So if they want to, they value a, a receiving threat over the um, you know, over that blind side protector because Kyler Murray is such a great athlete and do it get CD and take over the take over the, uh, the league passing wise I think that's a great fit for them okay um I don't really think that the Cardinals care about defense like Cliff Kingsbury oh just obviously doesn't care so um it looks like his strategy is going to be to score 40 points a game um probably be pretty easy to score 40 points a game we got two DeAndre Hopkins and you still got Larry Fitz yep um, that's a good, that's a good pick for the nice. West. Yeah, that's a good pick. Drake was nice. So, I think if they draft CD, man, just like like I said, uh, if you think about it, like um, I give it to you like this: Pokemon. You got your uh, Charmander, you got your Charmeleon, then you got your Charizard. That's that's literally what's going on down there right now in the desert. You know, you got your CD, you got your DeAndre, and then you got your Larry. <laughs> So just keep that going. Just keep it going. Yeah. I, if I was – if it was any other coach with the Cardinals, I'd say, no, no. Don't don't worry about wide receiver. You can adjust that in the second round. But Cliff comes from Big the Big 12. And from the Big 12 to the NFL, he has the Big 12 quarterback who loves to throw the ball. Uh, like I said, Kenyon Drake has been pretty good. But if you're going to throw the ball 40, 50 times – you couldn't need people to catch it. And that's that's going to be C.D. Lamb. That's going to be Larry. That's going to be up. So I think that's pretty easy for me. You draft C.D. Lamb, and then you worry about the rest uh, in in later rounds. For me, honestly, tackles tackles are very essential to everybody's team. Um, but, like, premier tackles, getting them in the first round, that's good. But you can have a serviceable tackle at second and third rounds. It works out. Like, Trent Williams, obviously, for the Redskins. <clears throat> a huge, huge help in space, in screens, all of that. But how many times did we look last year and we were like, oh, damn, Donald Penn is in that left tackle. It, it, just, it just doesn't happen. And Donald Penn is, what, 38 years old. So you can get a second or a third round type of tackle, mold him, get, into the, get him to where you want him to, and you'll be able to produce, uh, he'll be able to produce for you, if not this year, in the next couple of years. So I, I think, obviously, getting a top tier tackle is, is important in the goal, but if you can't, Go ahead and get CD. And then to wrap up, I want to talk Pats. Their QB situation is, is in the, all over the place. So Jared Stidham, who I think is a pretty good quarterback uh, right now, slotted as their starter. They signed Brian Hoyer as their, as their backup or one, one of those like old QBs as a, as a backup. If you're, if you're the Pats, you have a couple of options. You could stay – at the late first round pick that you have, draft the Jake from draft uh, one of those type of quarterbacks. You could try to trade up. You're not getting to one or two, so maybe get a Justin Herbert in a system with Justin Herbert with a system like uh, Belichick will be a little bit different. He's not going to be taking as many chances as, as you said, Micah. So you can maybe get a Justin Justin Herbert type of quarterback, or do you go like a? Are you going a Jake from? Are you going that? Uh, that type of quarterback that's gonna, that's not gonna like, you're not gonna be like, oh my god, this is the best quarterback here. But you have to live with what you have, or do you just wait to what, like a super late round and like get somebody like a Jalen Hurts or an Anthony Gordon from Washington State, and, like quarterbacks like that who produce, but like it's in the Pac-12. <laughs> you, you produce in the Pac-12 in a Mike Leach system where you throw seventy times a game. So they have a bunch of options. If you're 
if you're Bill Belichick and you're looking at your team and you're looking at Stidham, are you just staying put with Stidham or are you going, are you going up to get a quarterback? Man, um, I will say this about the Pats. That system is everything, literally. Like, if, this is, if it really doesn't fit the system, they want nothing to do with it unless it's a receiver. That's the only time where I feel like Bill has ever stepped out of line. It's because you could teach a receiver, like, you could teach a receiver the system. Um, I don't think they draft a, a quarterback in the top, you know, with the top two picks in the first round at all. Um, if they do, I think it's be a late guy. They've never really been a team to, to waste their pick on a quarterback. Um, and it's kind of for the, the system kind of thing. And their, I guess their viewpoint is if you build that whole team and then you have a quarterback just to work in it, that's way better value than kind of having this having this project almost and then kind of putting expectations on him. Um. I think maybe the best thing for them would either be rely on a guy like Stidham or get a guy like Jake from third, fourth round because he's going to be around. Uh, from the Patriots, and I don't think Bill's a wasteful kind of guy, you don't waste that because you have other holes in the league. They can always be better everywhere else before they need a quarterback. And just give him – I mean, they need a lot more talent on their offense too before you even talk about quarterback. You put a young quarterback in the same – Listen, that Brady couldn't play in, that Brady had trouble producing him down the stretch, then what are you doing? You're going to end up in you know, a worse it's situation. Exactly. They they have so many other whole, like, needs to fill. Like, Nikhil Harry wasn't as well, like, as good as he uh, should have been, maybe. Like, you can get another you can get another receiver. You can go tight end. You can get your Gronk replacement. I think tight end may be their, their pick, but it won't be a first round, so they can see them trading down. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways they could do it, but uh, they're kind of sitting pretty at six uh, at where they are right now, and I just yeah, yeah, yeah. they're kind of sitting pretty there, and I kind of think that's just where they're gonna go from there. I could either see them trading out, maybe getting two second rounders in their draft, kind of starting there, because the kind of filler picks and the the higher kind of talented guys, the guys with a lot of hype, will be gone. And you kind of really see what's left in the draft and what you do to get the best value out of guys. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a wild take uh, out of nowhere, actually. Um, I think they should just wait until maybe like those fourth and fifth rounds. It's a quarterback that uh, Patriots are a pretty weird team when it comes to scouting. And uh, I've been in my quarantine cave looking at a few quarterbacks. And uh, the quarterback that I found is uh, his name's James Morgan out of uh, FIU. FIU? Yeah. Um, he has all the measurables as a, that Tom Brady-esque, the combine numbers are definitely identical. Um, <laughs> FIU is definitely not a football school. There's not too many quarterbacks that come from that school, but I'm pretty sure that, um, the Patriots have done their research. I'm sure they've had a, um, pre-draft meeting with him already and they were looking at him at the combine also. So that may be the option that they go. Um, he's currently projected to hey, FIU did beat Miami last season with James Morgan yeah. at the helm. And in that game he had three hundred yards. So, hey. you know, it could be he could be that guy. Um like I said, they got Brady in the sixth round. So they don't really jump off the porch and do that too often. Um if they don't do that, another scenario that I could probably foresee. Um I'm not too sure how keen the Colts are on uh Mr. Brissett. But um, with the signing of Phillip Rivers and the amount of draft picks they have this year, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't mind, you know what I'm saying, letting him go. So if Bill really wanted to, I think he'd be able to have a better shot at getting him back than getting somebody like Jimmy G back, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for me, I'm sticking with Stidham. Stidham is just going to be that guy for this year because one of two things could happen. Either Stidham is the guy and you have your quarterback for the next 20 years, or he's so bad that the Patriots are a top pick in the draft and they get their guy for the next 20 years. They're in a spot that either way, by next season, they're going to have their guy. So, so yeah, it's, it's either going to be Trevor or it's going to be Stidham. So I don't think they should waste, like you said, Michael, waste the pick on drafting a quarterback, going up to get a Justin Herbert or any of that type because – Bill Belichick will make the best out of it. He, I do believe he'll get a quarterback in the late rounds. James Morgan, that's a that's an interesting one. I, I wasn't really even looking uh, James Morgan Morgan's way. I was looking more at Shea Magic, just have a little bit more, have that Michigan uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet all the way, but I'm, I'm this close. That, that, Michigan, close. 
that Michigan connection again, get another Michigan quarterback. You got to do it. But I do think that they, they have, they'll end up drafting a quarterback in the draft, just not in the high rounds. If Stidham is the guy, that's great. If he's not, Trevor Lawrence 2020. And the Patriots are back for the next 10, 15 years. And it's going to happen. That's just how, <laughs> that's just how the cookie crumbles. But that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. We'll be back, I think, sometime this week. I mean, we don't got anything else we're doing, so we'll probably, we'll, we'll probably run another one. That's all I'm doing right here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably run a, another one sometime uh, this week. So if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button so we can get we can get some more subscribers, try to get that YouTube page up. And then, obviously, if you're listening on the podcast, rate us, review us, and make sure you stay subscribed because – it's been it's been a couple of years in the making. We finally get we're finally getting this up here, so it's very very exciting. And this is the first of many many more videos to come during this uh, quarantine season. But for Mike, for Mike, and for LQ, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.